Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. With a win over the Jazz tonight in their in-season tournament game, the Lakers, they can win their group and become the first team to advance to the knockout stage. The Lakers, they have a 3-0 record so far in the tournament and have an average point differential of plus 14. Remember, that's important when we're talking about tiebreakers here. So LeBron James, I mean, he seems to bring it whenever he has a chance to advance, be it in the playoffs, the play-in tournament. LeBron is 43-13 in closeout games, averaging 28 nine and seven in over 50 clinching scenarios. We're joined today by the director of ambiance, Richard Jefferson, <laughs> our senior writer, Ramona Shelburne, our senior writer, Zach Lowe. You've played with LeBron. You've played against LeBron. When he has a chance to sort of kick it into high gear in, a, in an elimination scenario like this, what do you expect from him? Well, no, I expect the, the, the energy to be extremely high. That's the beautiful thing about this situation right here is that there is something at stake. And I don't care. You don't reach the levels that these players reach unless you're a bit psychotic about competition. So all of a sudden you get yourself into a position where it's like, hey, if we win this, we get to move on. Mm -hmm. Boy, I tell you, these games are going to get more exciting, I think, this week and next week especially. I think the energy is going to be through the roof. But we don't have to wait this week, next week. It yeah. starts tonight. Yeah. And if LeBron James, the weekend, was any appetizer as to what we could expect mm. Coming tonight against the Utah Jazz, I mean, he has been showing no signs of slowing up in his 21st season here in his battle against Father Time. So just in case you forgot, Friday, the Blazers were in Crypto.com Arena, or rather the, the Lakers were in Moda Center. LeBron James gets a steal here. Watch him, Richard. Going just, to work. Gets it back. It's just back in transition. This man at this age, it's, it's still crazy that transition strength and athleticism is a strong point. Ooh. And then a nice little jam there. Throws it down the lob from Anthony Davis. LeBron, oh, this yeah. is something that he's improved. Pulling well, up from three. Well, you got to. You got to be smarter. You know, I play yep. with so many players that at the end of their career, they have to change it up. You can't take this physical pounding. Even LeBron James has adjusted his game at this point in time in his career. Nice no look to Rui there. LeBron had 35-5-9. and nine. The Lakers win on Jeez, that one. On. I know, casual. And then Sunday, <laughs> Dylan Brooks is in the building. Dylan Brooks had the offensive assignment of LeBron James often in this game. And LeBron, he knew what he was cooking up. Well, he knew what he's cooking up. And look, we got to still talk about the Houston Rockets. These, this team is a young, up-and-coming team. And the way they competed, you look at the score right here. Down by one, LeBron with the big three in L.A. He's been just cooking the Houston Rockets for a while. I don't want to disrespect the Houston Rockets at all, but I don't think we need to talk about the Houston Rockets no. when LeBron James has that sort of look on his face. Tie game, 1.9 to go. Oh. He was sent to the line. LeBron, ice cold, makes the three here. Of course, the Rockets still have a chance to win this one. Alperin Shangoon throws it in to who? Dylan Brooks. Can you imagine if he made that? Oh. But he does not. The Lakers get the win. 
105-104. LeBron, I mean, he just continues to elevate his game. He continues to make history. He is the third most games with 35 points all time. He did so in both games this weekend. I believe he passed Kobe Bryant this weekend to get to that mark as well. Not bad for a guy who turns, what, 39 next month. So let's take a listen to LeBron James on what is motivating him after all of these years. I don't know, just trying to push the limit, uh, see how far I can take this thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm it's me versus Father Time, so you know, I'm trying to change the narrative and uh, started off last year, you know, and uh, see if I can keep it going. But you know, just competition. And then I, I looked over at one point and seen Bronny sitting courtside too. I was like, okay, I got so got to turn it up a little bit more, even more with him in the building. Father Time, I mean, obviously undefeated, but if anyone can put Father Time to the test, it would be one LeBron James, and it seems like he is not going anywhere, not going down without a fight. Zach, how sustainable, though, is this level of play for LeBron? I think the production, other than the three-point shooting, I don't know if he's going to shoot 40% from three all year, I think the production is sustainable. 26 8 and six at age whatever he is in season whatever it is i've lost track it's ridiculous it's unprecedented but here's the stat that matters with lebron on the floor the lakers plus seven per 100 possessions with lebron off the floor minus 17 per 100 possessions that's like the washington generals with LeBron on the bench. That speaks to the fact that this team, which is 24th in offense, by the way, has not figured out a roadmap to points with LeBron James on the bench, or really without LeBron James doing kind of too much of the heavy lifting. Yeah. And that's my only concern. The production, he can do it. The minutes, the load, they need that to come down a little bit, at least in the regular season. Because you see him play once again all 12 minutes yeah. of the fourth quarter this weekend. Like that's, I mean, he's been insane in the fourth quarter, but it's something that we see, to Zach's point, racking up over and over again. I mean, look, I, had, I, you know, I like to poke Darvin Ham a little bit on this because he was the one who came out of the gate saying, oh, we're going to have a minutes restriction Under on him 30. this year. Under 30. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Darvin, what about that minutes right. restriction? And he goes, you know, listen, he's been our best player this year. So if the proposed minutes restriction. Wait, wait, but was, was he not the best player last year? I know. Or, okay. But, okay. Okay, but he's 38. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. He's been our best player this year. So if, if the proposed minutes restriction was cap, Darvin said, <laughs> I will wear that cap proudly, okay? Because, like, that is, like, he, it's out the window. Like, LeBron James gets better <laughs> but, but, the more he plays. But, but, Come on, you yeah, play no, with I, know, him. I, I agree, and we are all still astounded at what he can do, but I think the question is, can he sustain this for 82 games, having to play the fourth quarter, you know, going to the in-season tournament and then trying to make a postseason run? Because the only thing LeBron James wants is to win a championship. That's it. And so if you go to him and say, if you're playing 35, 37 minutes and you're playing the entire fourth quarter and you're doing that in the first 15 games of the season that is not sustainable in my opinion for all 82 you got to be able to get other guys to raise their level and be able sure. to get him back that's what Zach's talking about Re Austin Reeves has raised his level since they moved him to the bench I think they've sort of staggered their minutes a bit averaging 13 and a half points a game 5.9 rebounds I mean he's Austin Reeves has kind of been that guy that they needed to do this and I and I think he takes some of the load off of LeBron when he's able to be in that reserve role. but wasn't the conversation all summer long and of course you need to see it on the floor okay, well, Rob Palinka had this fantastic summer and look at the depth that has been put around LeBron James to sort of bubble wrap him so right. that he can put the gas, put the, the, the pedal on the gas when it gets to the time that matters. Zach, when you're looking at sort of how that depth has played out, do you think that this is good? Do you think that LeBron needs a little bit more help? And if so, should the Lakers be targeting somebody specific? 
I think so far they've just had to muddle through and it hasn't been what they've envisioned. Austin Reeves, whether it's as a starter or on the bench, I think they need to play him more Mm. and give him the ball more. I want to see what it looks like with more Gabe Vincent, who we've barely seen, more Austin Reeves handling the ball, more of that stuff before I come to the conclusion that, hey, that one first-round pick we still haven't traded, we got to trade that, plus a bunch of salary attached to players that play in our rotation for an upgrade, whoever that might be. People are going to want to link Zach Levine to this team, and I do think he makes some stylistic sense for what the Lakers need, but that's a big contract and a player that has very little to no experience in big to winning playoff games. So I'm going to pump the brakes just a bit. I want to see a little more what I got first. That's fair. No, I, I agree. Seeing what you got is key here, but there's also other players out there. I like Zach Levine to, to a certain degree, but I look at a Pascal Siakam. I look at a Kyle Kuzma. Those are the two players that when you start to hear the grumblings around the league about who could be open, and this is why. If, you are, if you're going to have to give up that pick and some players, you're most likely going to have to give up some wing death. Both of those guys are wing players. You're not replacing a position, let's say like a Chris Paul, where you have a duplicate player there. So Pascal Siakam can do a little bit of everything. The one thing that I will point at, a lot of people said that this year's team was similar to the 2020 team, mm-hmm. but I still think because that... Because of those, those bigs? Because of, because of the, the well, bigs. Well, it's because you have your two stars and then you have very good players right, around. Right, right, it's not right, like okay. a third superstar like a Russ. But I think we're looking at right now is that this core group is not quite as as good or is not performing at the 2020 level. So that's why people are talking about and looking for an upgrade. And I think there are upgrades out there in those wing positions. There's upgrades out there. You bring up 2020, the name Alex Caruso comes yeah, up quite sure. a bit. Um, there's a, you know, I don't think they need a third star. They just need to see what they have. But also, there's there's players out there, Colin Sexton. Yep. There's Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan. Those are going to be a lot of names that will flow out there. But I, we just got started. Right. We're only 20 games into the season, but it's also the time where our other teams, you mentioned a team like Siakam, or a player like Siakam, are the Toronto Raptors going to start to slide? What direction is their season going? And that can dictate a whole lot for a team like the Lakers who are really hoping to be. Not if Scotty Barnes is well, playing the way no, he is. And, 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 and really quickly, when you look at Toronto, they lost Van Fleet for nothing. He left. You can't have an all-star level guard that gets damn near a max contract and gets zero in return. So if I'm yep. Toronto, if I'm their organization, I'm actually worried about players leaving in free agency and we're not going to get anything. So you can't – if you're Toronto – Time's the move. You, you Hopefully you learned your lesson last year, and Masai is one of the best in the business. But I think Toronto is going to make a move in fear of losing hold, a player in free agency to nothing. Go ahead, Hold Doc. up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Can I just interject on behalf of everybody in Canada and from Canada <laughs> and sure. even the Moose in Canada? If the Raptors had tried to trade Pascal Siakam, if they decide to, there are a lot of teams that are going to be able to outbid yeah. the Agreed. one first-round pick and mid-tier players that the Lakers have dropped. I just That's want to fair. say that. Yeah. That's all. No. Apologies, Toronto. We love you. That is completely fair. But if you're the Lakers and you're seeing the level at which LeBron James is playing yeah. at, once again, turning 39 next month in year 21, you don't have that much time to waste. And so that really is what we are talking about here. The Lakers, they have a chance to clinch their group, Group A, tonight with the win over the Utah Jazz in the in-season tournament. We're going to get back to the Lakers, but still to come on NBA today. Did y'all see what Giannis was doing? I mean, Giannis-type things last night. Is there a case for the Bucks actually being the best team in the NBA after winning their fifth straight game? And Jason Tatum's 45. It was not enough for the Celtics. They were stung late by the Hornets. Did we see a potential weakness from the team with the best record in the league? Plus, 
From one coast to another, it's been a wild first four weeks in a loaded Western Conference, but who has surprised our panel the most to start the season? We answer that and so much more. Don't go anywhere. You're watching NBA Today. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. And in part by Disney's Wish, only in theaters Wednesday. Tickets available now. So uh, it's been maybe like two weeks ago or something. Somebody said like, "Hey man, if you think Giannis will have a bag, you're crazy. You don't know. You don't know basketball." Yeah, I'm like, "Thank you, man. Thank you because it's a negative out there. That's false. He made my bag. But it's good like it's good like this. Keep it on the low. Because when you get your ass here and walking, then you get the better. You can go back home and start contemplating life. You know, <laughs> in the shower, taking a cold shower, thinking about." I didn't know Giannis had a bag. <laughs> <laughs> the question was, though, did he bring that bag to Washington, D.C.? Giannis posted that clip on Sunday. <laughs> Unfortunately for the Wizards, the answer was yes, sir. He was in his bag. Man, that should have been the Wizards praying. I'm going to be really honest. If you see Giannis <laughs> praying before the game, now look, we get it. Look, the score is 13-7. Wizards, I'm not here to pick on you. That was Giannis's, that was Giannis's <laughs> job. I'm just merely stating that this man is special. Anybody that says this man doesn't have a bag is disrespectful. That doesn't like everybody has a different skill set. It doesn't matter if it's Steph, James Harden, Giannis. Giannis got a bag. 34 points, 17 of 19 from the field. Couple of bodies. 11 rebounds, five assists <laughs> through three quarters. Giannis had to make sure the camera was paying attention. And then the fourth quarter here, Bucks up eight at this point. Giannis, watch out. Put back slam. The whole squad. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. For anybody that says a 6'11 guy doing crossovers at the top of the key, <laughs> dropping dimes. I'm sorry. We need one more look at this pass, Richard. Yeah. No look. No look. Come on. Easily. Doesn't have a bag. Ooh, I like, did look, need that man. second look. Everybody ain't Kyrie <laughs> and Luca, man. Giannis had 42, 13, and 8 in this one. He made 87% of his field goals. That's the highest by any player with 20 shots in a game since Mike Woodson. Yes. The former coach. Let's get a look, though, at the Boston Celtics here. On to the top team in the East. Boston wrapping up a four-game road trip here in Charlotte. Take a listen to Jason Tatum. I only get to go to Charlotte two times a year. Somebody paid their money to come watch me play. And just because we play in Charlotte on NBA League Pass on a Monday, there ain't nobody watching. I, nah, I'm chilling tonight. 
That's not what the, the, the great players, the best players do. And he's really so doing it, it was a league pass game on a Monday. Jason Tatum had 31 points in the first half. By the way, he said that over the summer during the offseason at a camp that he was doing. And he was just everywhere in that first half. Going ahead to the fourth quarter here, though. Look at this, Richard. Just what, what is his skill level? And, and I know he's been a dominant player, but his strength has also increased. His ability yep. to finish around the hoop through contact is increased. But but that was a nine-point game with three minutes to go here. Now, seven-point game. Check that. Two-point game. Ten seconds left. LaMelo ball gets that one to go. Tough shot on that. Ooh. Tied game. And then to overtime we go in this one. Watch this oh, this is this is ten save out of that ten. Clip. Ten out of ten. Dancing High off the glass. Holiday left. <laughs> Tied game. Bridges. Big shot. Huge shot from Bridges. Hits the three to put the Hornets up in this one. But then Holiday to Jason Tatum. He was fouled on this play. So Damn it, G. He was fouled. He was fouled. Tatum, he makes the first two, but then smoke, no! smoke the third one. Can't quite get it to go. The Hornets secure the rebound. Charlotte gets the win, 121-118. The Celtics, they were without Derek White, and that meant it was a greater offensive workload for Jason Tatum. He stepped up, though, efficient in 45 points, but the rest of the starters, that's where some tr- problems started. They lagged behind a little bit with the other four starters combining for just 44 points and having more turnovers than assists. So Boston and Milwaukee, I cannot wait for this one. They're going to battle for the top spot in the <laughs> East all season. We're finally getting our first head-to-head matchup. That is tomorrow. But the Bucks, they had some early hiccups. I put them on my list of teams that I was a little bit worried about here. Now they're starting to figure it out a little bit here, Richard. And we've also seen the Celtics have some ups and downs as well. Do you think the Celtics are as far ahead of Milwaukee as we once thought they were? No, I think the only thing that they were ahead on was actual experience, right? Like they had had a group that had played together. I know you're talking about Porzingis, but when you're – couple of best players and then your coach like they're like Milwaukee had a brand new coach and one of the best players in NBA history be added to your team and you lost Drew Holiday Chris Middleton was building his way back so I wasn't as worried you were just paying attention to the numbers and saying oh okay defensively they have to change things they have to be a little bit more aggressive in the Giannis and Dame pick and roll so I wasn't as worried I think that the gap is very is as close-end, right? But sometimes teams that close-end. are uh, close-end. Hey, okay. he can make sure. up words yeah. just like yeah, that. 100%. Okay. We all can make up words. But if you look at Denver off to a great start, you look at teams that have had familiarity <laughs> are typically off to a great start the first, like, 10 games because they have that advantage. So I think this is an even matchup, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Has it close-end in your mind, Ramona? Yeah, yeah the gap is close. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, Milwaukee still has some work to do defensively. I know they won five in a row, but they've given up 115 points in those five wins. And respectfully, they haven't been against the best team, save, save from Dallas. So they, they're scoring a lot more. They're, that, that pick and roll between Giannis and Dame is looking better. I like that Chris Middleton is back out on the on the court. Mm-hmm. But their, their defense, that's what Adrian Griffin was brought there to do. That's why they liked him so much, because of how great he is defensively and the way he schemed against them when he was the coordinator there in Toronto. So defensively, five wins. I'm giving up 115 points in those wins. Still got some work to do. Zach? There's still a gap, I think, between Boston and Milwaukee. But look, gaps in the big picture don't matter when you're talking about head-to-head matchups. The head-to-head matchup is what matters and what advantages you have over the other team. And we're going to finally see that on Wednesday. One advantage the Bucs always have, Giannis. You know, when they got Dame, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I think everyone just kind of shoved Giannis, Giannis out to the side in the MVP conversation. It's a little early. It's a little early to get an MVP. But I'm just going to say, 30 a game, 10 and a half rebounds, almost five assists. 
He's shooting 67% on twos. That would be the best number of his career. And he's a menace on defense. It's amazing that almost nothing about his numbers has changed despite adding an all-time great scorer to his team. Their chemistry has really improved in the last week or 10 days mm-hmm. on the pick and roll. So the Bucks, they've stabilized, but to me, Boston is still the best team in the East. But tomorrow, I mean, you have been as excited as any of us for this game that, that, that we finally get to see them go head-to-head. Is there something that you can learn, Zach, about these two teams that you're going to be watching specifically that will tell you, okay, this gap is either bigger or smaller than we thought it was? It's always interesting. What cards are you willing to play in the regular right season? Up. What do you want in your back pocket for the playoffs? But two things. Number one, for Boston, who guards Giannis? It used to be Grant yeah. Williams a lot. He's in Dallas. It's often Al Horford a lot. He's been coming off the bench all Mm -hmm. season. Do you dare switch that starting five for this matchup? Mm -hmm. And then for Milwaukee, how do Giannis and Brooke Lopez, who are best around the rim where they can protect the rim on defense, how do they guard this five-out super shooting lineup where you just can't hang around the rim because there's nobody near the rim? How does Brooke Lopez guard Porzingis? Who does Giannis guard? Does he guard Jalen Brown? Derek White. So we get the first answers to some of these questions. I cannot wait for this game. I am so excited. So those are the questions. You can see the answers tomorrow night on ESPN and the app. The Bucks versus the Celtics in Boston at TD Garden, 7.30 Eastern. And then the late game, KD and the Suns. They host Steph and the Warriors. NBA Countdown gets it all started at 7 o'clock Eastern. Coming up on NBA Today, speaking of the Warriors, the Dubs, they're finally back in the Dub column. Have they solved their early season issues, or is this what we can expect from the four-time champs? And speaking of teams back in the win column, hallelujah, the Clippers, baby. They've won two straight. Are they starting to show us why Harden and that trade may work out after all? Plus, don't look now, but Miami is heating up. They've won their eight out of nine games. Is it time that we start talking about that team in South Beach? NBA Today will be back after this. Is it the postseason yet? Right. <laughs> typically when we have to 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. The Warriors, they entered last night on a six-game losing streak, the longest in the Steve Kerr era, excluding that injury-riddled 2020 season. So let's see how they got back in the dub column. This one against the Houston Rockets, who've been great at home, struggled a little bit on the road. 
Speaking of struggling, Clay Thompson has been this season, but he started to heat up in this one, Richard. Well, yeah, it, it looked like they were trying to get him going early yep. with Clay. And, and Clay's been off to slow starts before, but he is the ultimate. Shooters are going to shoot. He's going to get his rhythm. His three-point percentage is up to thir- almost 35% right now. And to your point, 12 points in the first for Clay Thompson ahead to the third quarter here. But Clay still going to work. This time elevates over Jabari Smith Jr. and gets this one to go. Yeah, and one of the issues when you have the team, guys start pressing. Obviously, Steph is on a historic pace. He's doing all sorts of crazy things every night. Players are frustrated still. But it's the other guys that aren't playing well that forces other guys to struggle and start pressing, trying to make impacts. Curry hit that three. You get a three. You get a three. Clay, he is not done. He hit another one there. Warriors up nine, under five to go here. Paul dishes to Curry for a contested three. The Warriors win 121-116. Here's Clay Thompson. It feels good, but I've scored more points in a quarter than I did tonight, so I'm not too. <laughs> a lot more. I'm not too. I knew it's going to happen. Big nights are going to happen. It's shoot or shoot. You know what I mean? Clay, Clay's a four-time champion. He knows how to hoop. You know, I'm a guy who, when, when I pass it to him a lot of times, I'm yelling, shoot, you know, let it, let it go. Because I didn't, I didn't seen it firsthand many a time. <laughs> That was Clay's first 20-point game of the season, by the way. It's been a lot of ups and downs for the Golden State Warriors with Clay Thompson, with Andrew Wiggins just so far this season. They started off slow shooting-wise, but they've shown a couple of good things also these last two games. So starting with you, Richard, the Warriors, what do they need to do to sort of get back to that championship-level form we've grown accustomed to? Well, again, I'm okay with Clay struggling a little bit to get into his rhythm, especially over the course of the season. He had two major injuries, and he's a shooter. That skill set's going to be there. Takes a while for your lane. It's Andrew Wiggins. Mm. To me, it's Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. Draymond Green is so important. That's why they paid him a bunch of money. It's not because of his stats. It's because of his overall importance. So for him to get suspended, for Steph to already be out games it's hard to really say what the Warriors are I think that they're a top six team in my opinion in the league or in the conference but if you don't get uh, Kaminga if you don't get let me let me talk to you about what his stats are right now Andrew Wiggins is shooting 25 percent from three he's shooting 40 percent from the field and you know what he's shooting from three or or from the free throw he's shooting 50 percent from the free throw line Mm. like that is that that's a to me that's a mental thing Mm. he's got to mentally get himself re-engaged here you can't be that low across the boards that is, that is not what you expect from a guy that was an all-star two seasons ago and was on the finals MVP ballot. If he's raising his level to an 18-point game, not the yep. best version, but an 18-point game, there's less stress on everybody else to low. But he's the one guy that I would look at and say, statistically, you have to be better. And obviously he missed a good chunk of the season for personal yeah. reasons. Yeah. Last year, we hope that's all been resolved. We don't have a ton of clarity on what's going on there. But you have to hope that that's something that he runs back I pray from. For him. Because you're right. They have some time here, but we are already four weeks into the season, and they they sit at 10th in a very packed Western Conference. They almost went 0-6 on the homestand. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't win. And and historically, the Warriors are great at home. Yeah, on the homestand. Remember last year we talked about the road? And so, look, it's Clay and Wiggins, okay? But Clay. It's it's not that complicated. When he's not on the ball, he has to keep moving. He can't try to just dribble his way and beat his man off the dribble. Catch and shoot. Remember when he had all those he had all those incredible games where he had 37 in a court and he dribbled like 11 times the whole game. Like Clay is catch and shoot, and when he starts dribbling and, and clogs their offense, that's what they need him to do right there: catch, shoot, move the ball, be efficient. That offense can run the way it used it because they've won championships running it the way they have done it the last couple of games. Where do you fall on this, Zach? You look at the starting. You look at the starting five that that finished last season, began this season. Steph on one end. He's doing what he yep. does. That dude is magic still and always. 
Kevon Looney, he's doing what he does, which is beat people up and get rebounds and be in the right place at the right time. The other three guys in that starting five haven't carried their weight yet. Clay, Wiggins, it's not even so much the points with Wiggins, who was quiet again last night after showing some life against the Thunder. It's just the juice. Give me the dunks. Give me the rebounds. Give me the game-changing defensive plays. That stuff hasn't been there. And Draymond, between ejections and suspensions, has spent half the season in the penalty box. Those middle three guys have to bring it, and they got to bring it at the levels they brought it two years ago for this team to really be a championship yep. contender. And that's before we get into questions about the bench and whether they can find a go-to lineup with Draymond at center, which are down-the-line questions. you got to get those three guys right before we have those other conversations. Well, and they're entering a stretch where we could learn a whole lot about Golden State because save for the Spurs on Friday, they're entering uh, an area where they're playing a whole bunch of really yep. competitive Western Conference foes. They have the Suns, they have the Kings, they have the Clippers twice, they have the Suns again, the Clippers again before they head uh, to face the Brooklyn Nets. So let's go a little coast-to-coast -coast sticking in the West here. We're going to start at the top of the standings. The Timberwolves, Zach! They knocked off the Knicks Monday night. They have now won nine of their last ten games. They're a perfect 6-0 at home this season, tied with 98-99 for their longest home win streak to begin a season. We know that Zach's high on them, Ramona. Are they legit contenders? I think they're absolutely legit contenders. Their defense is one of the best in the league. And the road to the championship goes through Denver in the West. Guess who built these Minnesota Timberwolves? The guy who used to build the Tim Denver Connelly. Nuggets, Tim Connolly. Built them. They're big, long. Playing defense now, and Anthony Edwards is at a whole different level. They only got one game off the Nuggets last season, but they match up with them in an impressive way. All right, moving on to the Big Easy. That's where the Pelicans had a big blowout win over the Kings. Final score, 129-93. Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, they combined for 57 points in the win. The Pelicans also had a season-high 38 assists. Zach, Ooh. are you ready to believe, my friend, in Zion and the Pels? Believe? Well, easy now. But look, it's been easy to shove the Pelicans to the side. Half their team is always injured. But they're 7-7, seven and seven, which is pretty good considering the injuries. And last night was one of the first sustained stretches where Zion looked like Zion. And that is a beautiful thing. And then from New Orleans to San Antonio, where the Clippers defeated Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs 124-99 to earn their first road win of the season. PG, Kawhi, and Harden, they combined for 62 points in the win. They've now won two straight. Rich how are we feeling about the Clippers? I feel like the Clippers are exactly who they need to be right now. Obviously, Russell Westbrook has taken that step back, really just to allow for a better rotation. His basketball IQ is showing by taking a step back, allowing James that, to run that team, helm that team, and give them the spacing that they need, and you're starting to see it. Well, as Richard has reminded me many times today, it is early in the season. A lot is going to change, but teams are starting to separate themselves in a little bit. Zach, we're giving you the Timberwolves because you stood on them early. They're in first yep. place just ahead of the reigning champion Nuggets and the upstart Thunder. And then you head near the bottom of the play-in standings. That's where you see the Warriors, the Clippers, outside looking in there down at 11th. Speaking of the Thunder, coming up, Shake Gildas Alexander, he dropped 40 over the dubs over the weekend in an OT victory for the Thunder, but it's what SGA posted oh. after the game that had us talking. We're going to chop it or drop it next on NBA Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is time for a little segment we call Chop It or Drop It. Think of it like TV speed dating. That's where our panel decides whether it's worth a swipe right to chop it or if we're moving on to the next topic. We're going to start in Detroit. Nikola Jokic, Michael Malone, both tossed in their win against the Pistons. It's the second time this season a former MVP has been tossed. Hodging George Blaha on the Detroit broadcast to proclaim these fans did not come to see the refs. So, Ramona, it seems like that's a call for officials maybe swallow their whistles a little bit when it comes to handing out a second technical foul. I think back to Giannis a couple weeks ago. Chop it or drop it? Yeah, let's drop it. Everybody always likes to complain about the refs. They still won the game. I just like that he had to take the mouthpiece out in order. And Michael Malone did you say have to take they the hugged out. on good plays back in the locker room, him and Nikola Jokic, and then they <laughs> cursed in Serbian on the bad plays. So let's move on if we're dropping it to the Thunder. They had a huge overtime win against the Warriors Saturday night. Chet Holmgren, he dropped a career, took the game to OT. SGA dropped 40 for OKC. But it was Chase's post-game caption on Instagram that got people, you know, trying to mm-hmm. read the tea leaves. This Definitely shot is got legendary attention. Right uh People said that he was potentially taking a shot at Steph Curry. We're going to show you the Instagram post in a second. Uh, Zach, chop it or drop it? We got to chop the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's look at the Instagram post first, though. The Instagram post, it was Shay saying, I was feeling like he 40 in the Bay, so I had to go dumb. And all of these swipes were to him kind of cooking steps. Yes, Rich. Love it. This is not, hold on. This is not, this is not your mother's Oklahoma City Thunder team. The polite, small market, wear your backpack to the press conference. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> this team talks trash. Did you zoom in on what Chet Holmgren said when he made that corner three? Because it is not safe for work. Jalen Williams and Lou, Lou Dort, they're playing football out there. They want to hurt you. This is a nasty team with edge, and I absolutely love it. Okay. Well, listen, I'm not going to go basketball class, but do you think he was he was talking talking trash? Yeah, I wanted to say no, and then you guys all said yes, and now I feel like I'm just trying to see the the bright side. Yeah, yeah, too you're much. trying to see the bright side. Look, when they call it Lebronto, yeah. like, are they talking trash? So when you say it's the Shea area, is he talking trash? Yes. Like that is a big yep. Big, big shot. That that is a huge shot at the Golden State Warriors. And it wasn't just a picture. It was clips of him cooking over and over Steph Curry. He was cooking Steph Curry. He put it on his IG, and then he said, Shea area after a win. That is the highest level of talking trash. There's no higher yeah, level than that. he invoked E-40. I yeah. Mean, E-40. Yeah, that is the Bay, he, E-40 is the Bay Area 
mascot. He is yeah, identified yeah, he is. with the Warriors. Legend. Listen, you go to him for, as the director of ambiance. I don't know that I should be the expert on Bay Area rappers who are associated with the Warriors. I was I go familiar all with your bag, Ramona. Please enlighten me. <laughs> but I go all the way back to the curse of Little B and Kevin Durant. Remember when Kevin Durant said, I tried to listen to Little B, but I just couldn't. And then Little B tried to curse him and said, you won't win a championship. And and it was true until Kevin Durant came and joined the Warriors. Like, you don't want to mess with the rappers who are associated with the Golden State Warriors. So you're going to invoke E40. Little B, if I see Little B tweeting today, it's on. Look, we have another Warriors in the garden. under rivalry starting again. Tell him, in the garden, if you're talking <laughs> trash to Spike, if you're, if, you're in, if you're in L.A. and you're talking trash to Snoop, like, no, no, no. I, I want to make sure that there is no – there like <laughs> – Shea challenged the entire Golden State Warrior organization. Yes. He challenged their entire fan base. He, he challenged everything in their existence. That's what he is and saying. And pretty soon, MC Hammer is going to come out. Yeah, look, I mean, I just make no mistake <laughs> so, that these were direct shots. And so now we get to sit back instead of saying, like, well, no, these were direct shots at the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> their team, their organization, and their fan base. Ooh. What are you going to do about it? And the message was, the Thunder are coming. This is my town. No, no, no. It's not that they're coming. They're here. We are here. This is my town. When we show up here, this mm -hmm. is our arena. When, you know, they have this. When Kobe would show up in certain places, it was his arena. Warriors and Thunder Part 2, I'm, I'm here for it. If yeah. the Warriors can keep Ooh. up, if the Warriors can keep up. Last up, let's take a listen to Jimmy Butler. He was back in Chicago. And, and Richard, here's the shot. Surrounded by the Bulls defense. So Lowry got shut off by Carter. Skyhook. I mean, Butler and the Heat grabbed another win in Chicago. That makes it eight of their last ten games. Miami now sitting fourth in the East, just two games out of first. Should we start talking about the heat, Richard? No, nah, we should talk about this yard sale that's about to happen in Chicago. <laughs> Everything must go. Clearance sale. Clearance sale. But, yes, Miami, they're they're not sexy. We're going to not talk about them until the postseason because that's where Jimmy Butler does his thing. But I don't see them moving past the Phillies, the Milwaukee's, the Bostons. I don't see them moving there. So they're fourth in attention. They're fourth in whatever until we get to the postseason, and then they just disrespect somebody. Zach, I wasn't, Zach I wasn't totally sure whether or not they were going to move past them. Them last year and they did all right last but certainly not least I do want to take a little bit of a visit to Washington here because it's been a little bit of a oh. tough tough adjustment to life with the Wizards for Jordan Poole on the floor his plus minus is actually the worst of any player the clock is moving Come here because <laughs> it, it he's walking the dog but there's not less than two minutes to go so that means the game clock is still ticking well, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay look Jordan Poole it is funny because we thought, like, at first we thought Jordan Poole was, you know, the issue and they had to get him out, which it's looking like there are some things that Jordan Poole needs to continue to grow up on. I see a lot of things online calling him an unserious basketball player, and you find me hard-pressed to argue with some of the things that he does. Right. But on the other side, the Golden State Warriors are like, well, maybe he wasn't that bad. And then Draymond Green is still out fighting people. So when you look at this combination of a fairly unserious player and Draymond Green still doing the things that he has done in the past – I don't know which one is in a worse spot. Most likely it's Washington with Jordan Poole. But there's a lot of, like, grouping that you can see was a bad match, and I'm glad that they're separated. But Jordan Poole, instead of taking the opportunity to grow and get better and to show what he can do, he's taking this as an opportunity to show out because mom and dad aren't home. I mean, he hasn't shot the ball very well. No, he's, he the has plus minus of any player with the 
qualifying number. Yeah, come on, rationalize it. Good. That's not good. It's, I mean, yeah. he's, an, he's always been a bit of an empty calorie score, right? Like, you score points, but it's, there's not a lot of assists and steals to go along with that. Let's, let's, let's give the Wizards a little time, because I don't know how serious they are right now. Fair. The, they're not Hilton. winning. They're Zach, last word 140 on points every night. No, you can give them. You can give them all the time you want. It's not going to happen. Wizards oh. fans, this is all you got to do this season. You don't have to watch if you don't want to. Whatever way you choose to express your basketball religious beliefs, candles, incense, <laughs> prayers, just sit and pray to the lottery gods because on one day in May in Chicago, the ping pong balls are coming up. And if it don't come up Wizards this year, it's going to be another year of pain. Just focus all your mental energy on that May day where the ping pong balls come up because that's all that matters from this season. We will make sure that the, those prayers, those candles, they I mean, all arrive really safely. They need an exorcism. They don't need prayers Kill the Cub on NBA Today. How will Giannis and the Bucks fare against former teammate Drew Holiday in their Ooh. first matchup as rivals? We're going to tell you what to watch for in this giant matchup in the East tomorrow night. You're watching NBA Today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. It is time now for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. We have a star-studded doubleheader tomorrow on ESPN. We don't have a show for the rest of the week because of Thanksgiving. So, Zach, I want to start with you. We highlighted this game earlier. It's the first matchup that we have been circling between the Bucks and the Celtics. Who are you taking, my friend? Yeah, get it in before the turkey and the stuffing and the wine and whatever else you have at Thanksgiving. This is the game of the year, maybe so girl. far. I'm Definitely. going Celtics at home. I mm. think they're a little better than the Bucks, but the Bucks bring some interesting stuff to this matchup. I can't wait. Celtics. Bucks. Bucks. <laughs> just, just. I, I changed my mind. The graphic's going to say the Celtics because they're at home, <laughs> but I'm changing my mind because everyone else is saying the Celtics. Sorry, Ramona. But I'm saying the Bucks. I'm changing. I'm changing. I, I like the Celtics coming off that long road trip. I think they are a more defined team right now. Defined is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more defined is a good word. Closer. Clo- what would I say? Closed. What? what closed. <laughs> oh, closed. Yeah. Clo- I said some word. Uh, somehow, some way, though, the second game of our doubleheader, I may be looking to Closing. forward to even even more than the first. It's a rematch of the opening night thriller that we had yeah. between the Suns and the Golden State Warriors on this one. Richard, Steph, and the Dubs, are they going to be able to get some revenge? No, I don't think so. 
so the Suns are playing better. And to me, in my opinion, the Suns are playing well. They've had two back-to-back tough games against Utah. Utah is probably better than people are giving them credit for because they, they've been getting – They play tough. Better. They play very, very tough, and they're going against a great team. I think Phoenix has been a little battle-tested, and so I think coming into these games, I think they're going to be a little bit more get-back on their mind. Still no Bradley Beal, of course, even though you're seeing him on your screen there. I'm going with Golden State sort of in a reverse of the season opener. I like, you know, like they, they do better against teams that are not sized when they're going against smaller teams. Yep. I think they match up well with the Suns here. Uh, Zach, tiebreaker, please. Director of grouchiness <laughs> is going with director of ambiance. Yeah. Suns over Warriors. Why? I don't know. Kevin Durant and Booker are really yeah, good. I can't wait to really see, I can't wait till we get to see the real versions of these teams play each other. The grouchy ambiance has spoken, but who are you picking? Get the ESPN Bet app and get started. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets once they've placed their first sportsbook bet with ESPN Bet. That's not the only star-studded doubleheader we have for you this week. Friday night, the red-hot heat. They take on the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Oh, we get a little rematch of the playoffs last year. Then Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs take on Steph and the Warriors in San Francisco. Coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Steph's going to jump against Wemby again? Maybe. Still to come on NBA Today, LeBron, he's been on fire lately. What his closeout record means to the Lakers in tonight's tournament matchup. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Most of those closeouts that he did. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN, and in part by FX's Fargo. Premieres tonight at 10 on FX. Stream on Hulu. It's Tuesday, so you know what that means. Here is a look at what's at stake tonight in the in-season tournament. The Lakers, the Pacers, they can become the first team to clinch their groups with wins tonight. The Jazz, they could also win their group with a win over the Lakers and the Suns losing. But in the East, that Cavs-Sixers game, it could settle who a potential wild card spot can go to. We're going to dive into this a lot more next week, remind you all how it works. But, Zach, there's so much on the line tonight. What are you going to be watching most closely? I can't lie. I don't have all the permutations up on my whiteboard about who wins with this and scoring differential and that. I'll figure out who's in the quarterfinals when when they're happening. But Cleveland, Philly, IST or no IST. And by the way, we need a better name for this thing. Uh, That is a great (laughs) matchup. Now, Cleveland has barely had its full team during the season, but I want to see that matchup between two of the top four teams in the East last year. Does Cleveland have any kind of solution, any answer for Joel Embiid? I can't wait for that game. We've sort of been waiting for the evolution of Cleveland's bigs, and this will be a litmus test for them on that one. The Cavs and the Sixers is great. They're playing for a shot at the wild card, but LeBron James, he is playing for so much. He could clinch Group A, be the first team to clinch uh, a win in their in their division in all this, in their group play, Richard. What are you going to be watching? What do you expect from him tonight? Well, look, JJ said it. He said that the only way to win this is you have to be a sicko. You have to be a person that's so obsessed with to win in season. You have to be so obsessed with competing. And there are certain guys that we know out there, LeBron James being one of them. What I see for him is an opportunity and this is a chance for him to rile up his team. Hey, we're fighting for something. Let's go out there. Let's go get it. It's not playoffs, but this is the highest intensity that you will get. Not playoffs in my uh, and that's not like an elimination situation. So I think that they're going to be fired up. They're going to be ready to go, but it's going Utah is very, very good at home. They battled the Suns very, very well. So, to me, it's what? 
It's here. It's here? Wait. It's in L.A. Oh, it says Lakers versus Jazz. It says Lakers versus Jazz. It's across the street. LeBron James set the tone for everyone in the NBA on this in-season tournament when he basically said, when he said to Lisa Salters after that first win in Phoenix, when she asked him, how good does it feel to get your first win on the road? She said, and he says, it feels good to get our first in-season tournament win. Yeah. There's $500,000 on the line. And that was the first star to come out and acknowledge how important this tournament was and also the prize money. And you see him taking these games seriously. Now, afterwards, we heard Joel and B and say, oh, yeah, I took that shot at the end of the game against the Pistons because the, the point differential matters in this. But the fact that the stars are taking this seriously and LeBron James is taking this seriously. I mean, I don't know if Adam Silver called him before the game and gave us yeah. talking points, but that was But that was important. a question, right? We we were yeah. sitting up here not that long ago talking about how we expected some of the young teams to really be, yeah. be in it for this in-season tournament. And they absolutely are. But then you see a competitor like LeBron James having a chance to be the first. I think that yep. that's a piece. I, I haven't talked to LeBron about this, but I think that that's a piece in all of this as well. Is he is the, They have the opportunity to be the first team, Zach, to clinch their, their division here, their group play. And I imagine that that would mean something. I was talking to an executive yesterday from another team who's 2-0 in a different group, and I asked him, do you care? Do you really care? And he said, yeah, we care, because if there's a thing to win, we want to win it. Right. Why not try and go win it? We would like to be the first ones to win it. So it's not just LeBron. Lots of teams are like, hey, if, if we're playing for this, let's play. LeBron, the Jazz, well, the Lakers, the Jazz tonight. Zach, what are you watching most closely that will indicate to you, oh, yeah, the, the Lakers have this one? I mean, they're going to play hard no matter what, but I want to see the Austin Reeves piece coming off the bench and just the Anthony Davis roller coaster. Let's get on it and ride and see where it ends up. You know, I, I think Anthony Davis has been putting his mind to playing every single game this year. Yes. He wants to win Defensive Player of the Year. He's been putting it out there. I think these are the kind of games that where when everyone's watching, that's when you make that case. To me, what, I, what I'm looking for is, is the Lakers and the competition between the Jazz. The Jazz is a young, hungry mm-hmm. team. So if you don't match their intensity, if not exceed it, I think the Lakers have more talent. But sometimes the harder team wins, and you know how hard the Jazz are going to play. So matching that intensity. As And we have uh, what? Richard's kids joining what? us on set to close the show here. Hi, guys. Hey. Are you going to take a shot? Are you going to take a shot? Got any tricks? Yeah. You're going to take a shot? Oh, yeah. We're going to the like car show. It. They're going to go finish show. off the show. That's going to do it for us. Go Thank you so much for spending a little Everybody bit of time with us. Go get it. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.